Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Foodie fans, let's make this a brief one. This week, oh, I'm so happy to finally have him on. My old former co-host of P.S. I Love Hoffman, Brian Rodriguez, the current host of High School Slumber Party on the Mothership Network, CageClub.me, the Cage Club Podcast Network. I've actually been on another episode of High School Slumber Party already. That was Orange County. Totally check it out. Fun movie. We both love Jack Black. And we're talking a comedy this week. Coming to America. It's one of it's definitely one of Brian's favorites. One of my favorites as well. And I mean, this is just a fun episode, so hashtag Zamunda Forever. Oh, we're supposed to have a conversation. Yeah. So Wallace Shaw, my dinner with Andre. <laughs> yeah. Well that that was Thank you for actually cha- changing that. The you know from uh, we started watching one film and we changed it because I think we'll we'll have a, a lovely episode with our, our friend John Harden. Well, we haven't booked him yet. Oh, we we have, you haven't booked him yet. Yeah, so. I, exactly. We there used to be a we, and now it is me, and then there is you. Yes, yeah, we're back together. We're today. divorced, but we're, we're back di- together today <laughs> for the kids. For, uh, the, for the kids. For the children. Yeah, <laughs> that's hey. Look at that. That's why good good tie-ins. But <laughs> uh, foodie fans, I've got Brian Rodriguez here. Are foodie fans fans of the podcast or anyone who's hungry in general? Anyone that's hungry in general. <laughs> this wow, isn't... you're big. You've... See, that, that's why this is a genius podcast because yeah. you pretty much have the entire eating population of the world covered. Yeah. The only people like... A little know, bit bigger than the... Philip Seymour Hoffman fans. A little for bit. Our, our past podcast. Just the people in like current famine situations are the ones who <laughs> probably don't appreciate this podcast. Yes. Everyone else does, and no hunger is a real thing in America. Just well, I mean, hey, your podcast is smart. Uh, high school slumber party. Every you know, most people again. That's kind of like the level of there being, I guess, hungry people in the world. People that didn't have a high school experience. Yeah, but I feel like, and this is something that I. I I don't think I've talked about it yet, but 99% of the films, I would say, not, not 99%, but 90-something percent of the films are related to the American high school experience. Oh, good point. You know, you're, you're a very international podcast. Do, do you even, uh, what, what's, is, what's high school called 
do you have like a list well, of like what high schools called in school, different countries? Secondary school or like sometimes it's called college. Yeah. Even oh, though, really? Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. A lot of people for college they say uni. Yeah. University is just generally what we call college. So so it's a little bit different um, around the world. And there are some other ones, you know. I mean, uh, not to plug this this uh, network, cageclub.me, cageclub.me. But for example, on something, maybe maybe I'll do a crossover episode. I'm not sure. I don't know. We got to see. What Love they say. crossover episode. Everyone loves. But crossover. Tokyo Drift, they go to high school. Ah. So too fast. Do they eat a lot of food in that movie? I'm. I th- oh wait, Joey. When we were at the Cage Club, uh, like family. Well, it, was his, it was his housewarming. Yes, but it, Cage but, Club but, family party day two. Yeah, day two. Uh, Joey did point out that the character of Han. Always, is he's like, always eating. He's yeah. always, he's eating, always eating like chips, or yeah. he's very much like me, like that. If there's a food to be eaten, you are. I mean, that's well, you're one of my oldest friends. We had a podcast together. You have another podcast yes, on the network. You could still listen to those episodes. Yes, way, listen to P.S. I love. Hoffman. They're still there. We Please. might do another one. We'll do special episodes here and there, but you like then the next thing like you are, I think. Well, do you even? Uh, this is something I like to ask everybody. Do you like the word foodie? And what does the word foodie mean to you? I mean, I don't care. Like, I don't, care. <laughs> I don't like. I don't hate it. For a long time, I said I don't like the word. I'm a foodie, but I don't like the word. Why didn't you like the word? It was just why well, I don't like labels. <laughs> okay, in that sense, yeah, I don't want. No, would I consider myself a foodie? No, because I don't really consider myself anything. Sure, but it, it's not a bad word. Well, okay. So you mean like, is it the perfect definite word for the definition? No, because everyone eats food. Yeah. You know, food connoisseur may be better, but I don't think I'm a food connoisseur. I like good food, but I also like bad food, you know. So what do you <laughs> Quote, think unquote, bad What food. do you think most people use the word foodie for? No, I think people most people use well, we're in the um Instagram hashtag generation. You're one of the biggest hashtaggers I know. <laughs> so <laughs> And it's fun. and I hate it when people first start hash hashtag. Oh no, you were against yeah. the hashtag. Yeah. Now you're Mr. Hashtag. I am Mr. Hashtag. I still call it the pound sign. Well yeah, I don't that's <laughs> No, but uh, you know you're all about the hashtag lifestyle now. So when if you're going to be hashtag lifestyle, you need terms, and thus you are labeling because what is a hashtag but a label? Yeah. Well, so, so there you go. I mean, well, uh, I'm a walking contradiction. So. <laughs> that is very true too. That that's going to be my next podcast. Uh, like to point out your flaws and contradictions. Yeah. It's going to be the Kyle. Like, <laughs> Like the Kyle Rose. I hope people care go enough about me someday. That'd that be that great. would be, that'd be my dream. If I could theoretically make a living. Yeah. Just, just point out my flaws. Pointing out your flaws. <laughs> I mean, they, they say do what you love and you never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. That would, that be, is, it. That yeah, would be it. That tormenting would be it. me. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, okay, well, building from then, like you said, you do like both, you know, kind of like the finer foods and junk foods. But what. What, what, was there a moment that food became, like, much more, I don't know, just more than just eating something to you? Yeah, definitely when, I guess, when I started going out myself or with my significant others, rather than, um, I traveled with my family, I did, and we ate food, obviously we had to, but I guess when I started traveling without my family that's when it started to matter a little bit more rather than just like getting sustenance because when you go when you travel abroad you want to travel the cuisine of different places yeah you want to have try it the, you want to try to have like the dish of the area and even more so like the lo- like what the lo- even what the locals are having yeah and traveling by stomach is a great way to travel <laughs> you know just just 
Ugh, so good. So, you know, some of my favorite cuisines are foreign, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate what's here. I guess living in New York, too, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, no offense to people who live in other places, but in certain areas of even this country, if you want to go to Italian food, you got to go to the Olive Garden. You yeah. Know? Like, it, it's a lot of chain stuff. But you're always family there, so... You are family, the atmosphere's great, and I hear the breadsticks. Yeah, unlimited breadsticks, salad... Soup, something with soup, I don't know. But you know, you're you're really no offense, but you're kind of stupid to go to the Olive Garden in the New York metropolitan area. There's yeah, so many great Italian restaurants. So, <laughs> in that sense, just like trying different places and being an adult and being able to spend my own money. Uh, my mother is somebody who likes different kinds of food, but you know, she's very limited in, in doing that and really being a foodie. I mean, she, mm-hmm. I think she would consider herself a foodie, but she doesn't you know, travel like that. And my father is the opposite. Like, my father, I mean, I'm Dominican, but he's obviously Dominican, but he grew up there, and he only, not only, but pretty much, his favorite meal is just rice and beans. Oh. Very simple. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even like the in-depth Dominican cuisines. Will he eat other things here and there? Yeah, of course, but that's a rice and beans guy. What's your favorite Dominican dish? Ooh, that's tough. Um, it's funny, when you talk to a Dominican person... They'll, and I love Dominican food, but they'll act like their food somehow gives you powers. Like you sick, eat some more rice and beans. You know, <laughs> they just—it's always about. It's, it's also a hot country, and the food is so hot. It's always fascinated me. Oh, like hot hot countries have cold food. And... You would think, but yeah. it's never the case. <laughs> no, but my favorite Dominican food is—I love Dominican breakfasts. You know, like they have like the fried salami and the the mangu, which is plantains mashed. Oh, the fried salami's come up recently, both in person and you brought it up on facebook i saw our friend Anthony. well because i'm a thick salami slicer yes. and that's why it comes from that well now i mean you did you defended yourself already on public on facebook but would you like to just point out again just it was it was it was said recently when we were uh out on long island for the fourth on holiday on holiday yes, yes. on a trip you were slicing some uh salami pepperoni yeah, some, some italian some I mean, Ita- it was, it Ita- yeah it wasn't. It was thicker slices. Yeah, people criticize me for for slicing my meat yeah. thick, but you know I grew up thick slicing thick because you fry the Dominican salami. So then, yeah, you don't want it to... and you don't want a thin slice because it'll disappear. Well, all the oils. Will <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just it'll get ugh, you know. So um, so that... if you want thick meat, you go Dominican. I guess so. <laughs> but again, like so, like a fried egg uh-huh. on there too, and just you know, uh, oh, the fried cheese. That's really good. A lot of fried food in the morning, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I also love sancocho, which is like a Dominican stew. A very delicious. Pretty I much need to have more Dominican food. You do. Uh, there's do you- a problem in this city and maybe in this country that the Dominican food restaurants are very good, but they're very local. There's not like a... Um, Italian food is always catered to non-Italians. You know? Yeah. There's not too many Dominican restaurants that cater to the non-Dominican crowd. Do you think that that comes from just Italians being an earlier era? Of oh yeah, immigrants? yeah, sure. Okay. I'm sure. I think it's you who said it once that one of one of your non-Italian relatives like criticized pizza as not being real food. Oh yeah, yeah. It was my great grandfather. It was just like anyway, he was Irish or something. Yeah, yeah. So, Hated Italians. What a passion. So, so you know, I, I think the culture needs to mature a little. For example, the Cubans have been here. A little bit longer and more, they're a little bit more established than the Dominicans, and now Cuban cuisine is becoming a lot more uh, mainstream, Mm -hmm. you know? I think it'll happen with Dominican food eventually. 
Yeah, I think so too. You know, there needs to be a Dominican food movie. That'll really help it. That would really help it. Let's start writing it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good track record. Um, I told you when I get on this podcast, I'm going to be really hungry, and I'm getting really hungry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll try. Maybe we'll, you know, to quote a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie of craving sustenance, maybe we'll get to that sustenance in a bit. Sounds good to me. But we're here to talk and. Again, we actually there was we were gonna talk one movie, but I think we're gonna we're gonna revisit uh, this other movie, uh, my dinner with Andre, another time. But we yeah. decided to go with coming to America. Yeah, I mean, I I'm you know as I'm as you mentioned, I have my own show now, High School Slumber Party. Mm-hmm. I'm very much deep in the High School Slumber Party editing and, and show concepting. So as soon as I started watching my dinner with Andre, I'm like. We need to frame this differently, you know? Yeah. Me and you would not have the best... I mean, we'd have, probably have a decent conversation with my dinner with Andre, yes. but it could be better. Well, the whole thing is, with this podcast, I haven't seen a lot of these movies I'll be covering. It was kind of the exact opposite for Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. And then, I mean, there's just so many high school movies that, yes, you haven't seen them all, but they're just much more popular movies than food movies. For sure. And so when it came to my dinner with Andre, I was like... I. I read about it and I watched the trailer, but it just, it looked like it was a movie that the basic story was two friends having dinner and just in-depth conversation. And I was like, who, who do I do that more with than you? But then when starting to watch it, it's about these guys that work in theater and one's an actor, one's a director. And one of our uh, closer friends, John Harden, who was a guest has he been a guest on uh, high school yet? Not yet, because he's been doing theater, but I'll get him on soon. But yes, he was on our podcast. I mean, by the time this comes out, I'm not I'm sure. sure. Yeah, probably. Maybe he will be. So. Uh, but So again, we're going to save that for another day. But this is Coming to America. One of your... I mean, what did you say to me? How many times do you think you've seen this? Oh, it I've seen this movie a lot. A lot. It used to be on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming to America. One of my favorite comedies, for sure. It's and one of the... Like, the the best comedies. Not going to Rotten Tomatoes, 67%. Whoa. Which I think is way too low for this movie. But Love coming to America. I'm a Queens guy, born there. I mean, I didn't, you know, I grew up in Jersey, but I went to St. John's. <laughs> Love Queens. I'm a big Queens guy. Directed by John Landis. John one Landis. Of the, my favorite comedic directors. Blues Brothers. Uh, An American Werewolf in London. Sure, that's a horror movie, but it's got some good comedic One of Michael Manzi, host of Third Times of Charms. Favorite directors. Yes. Uh, Animal House, Trading Places, another Eddie Murphy movie, Spies Like Us, Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I love me some Martin Short. Yes. But this film, it's not, okay, I'm going to, I'm holding my hands up right now. It's not a foodie film, but it falls into what I like to consider the category of the main character is working in a food establishment. Yeah, no, okay. Like, foodie films might not be the best title if you want to consider it films about, like, food snobbery. This isn't it, but this is certainly a food film, I would say. Like, it's not 100% a food film, but it's, like you said, the character works at a fast food place, McDowell's. And to me, that's, that's enough because it's not like they happen to work there. There's lots of scenes at McDowell's. Yes. And... I mean, this film, it, the cast is awesome. It's, again, Eddie Murphy plays Prince Akeem, and then you've got James Earl Jones playing the king, his father. Arsenio Hall is playing his uh, best friend, his bodyguard, Semi. And then you've got 
John Amos, that's another big name he plays. Cleo McDowell. And John Amos, former Kunta Kinte. Former Kunta Kinte. And of good times. They, yeah, they, they make a uh, reference to Kunta yeah. in this movie. And then I mean, then we get, oh, and I'll say Louis Anderson, because he plays Maurice, another uh, worker of McDowell's. I'm really bummed that McDowell's isn't a real place. <laughs> that we couldn't, what's the, what street is that? Queens Boulevard. And they have, right, just so many. I, I think they, it's not there anymore, but it was a Wendy's, like, before and after they shot it. Yeah, I think they tore it down in, like, 2013 or something. Yeah, like it was somewhat recently, but it was it was a very famous Wendy's. I remember, because we were talking about it, I remember actually going to that Wendy's once. Really? Yeah, because, so, I, uh, it was college at some point, or late college, because I went out drinking not too much, because I was driving, just FYI. But <laughs> driving back from the city, and you know, I mean, you still do this, but you're a college man, you don't want to pay the toll sometimes, so you go over the Queensboro Bridge. Yeah. So, going over the Queensboro Bridge, it was like 4 a.m., I, I don't think I could stay out partying to that time anymore. No, yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> but I was so hungry, and you know when it's like, 4 a.m. is not a time that you really should be eating. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like any, <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, any time, like, right before bed, but that's, yeah, 4 a.m. But, uh, yeah, I was driving back from the city with one of my good friends, and so hungry, and we passed that Wendy's, and I guess it was 24 hours, and that's when the Baconator came out. Oh, And I'm like, I, I'm going to try this, ba- the Baconator. <laughs> and At 4 a.m. 4 a.m., like, Queens so, Boulevard. got the Baconator, ate it in the car, what a mistake. Now, the Baconator was delicious. Don't get me wrong, Wendy's. <laughs> but just, like, going to bed after eating a Baconator at, like, 4 a.m., I, I... Would you have preferred the Mick? What? The Mick? Oh, the Big Mick? Yeah, the Big... I'm sorry, the Big Mick, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had a Big Mac in a while, and yeah. they're very, very similar, as you find out in this movie. Yeah, well, the, everything is the same except in the Big... Or, yeah. Big Mick doesn't have sesame seeds. Yeah, yeah. My bun doesn't have seeds. Doesn't have seeds. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? Let's hear Let's play that clip. Look, me and the McDonald's people, we got this little misunderstanding. Hmm? See, they're McDonald's. I'm McDowell's. Huh? They got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. Now, see, they got the Big Mac, I got the Big Mick. We both got two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions. But they use a sesame seed bun. My buns have no seeds. Yeah, so basically McDowell's is a knockoff of McDonald's. Yeah, and they're always threatening to sue him. There's one scene where he's even reading the operating manual of McDonald's. But his last (laughs) name is McDowell's. I I was thinking, like, how did he come up with that concept? Not like, I think he, like, bought an old McDonald's. Yeah. And was like, you know what? Or maybe he was, it was even a McDonald's at one point, and he's like, I don't want to pay the franchise fee. Yeah. I want to be McDonald's. No golden arches, golden arcs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Um, there was a pop-up I saw, because I got, when, when we, then, when we decided to go with Coming to America, I'm just like, oh, wait, I feel like I saw someone post something a while ago, and they had a pop-up in LA on, like, Halloween. That's stupid. Have it in New York. Have it in Queens. Right? This is, like I said, I love Queens. This is one of the iconic Queens films. Does it paint Queens in a great light? No, but it was 1988, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was just born. I hadn't revitalized Queens yet. No, I'm joking. But, I mean, 
it's a great Queens movie, and Queens is such an overlooked borough. I, mm. I've told you, I want to like either write a book or do a documentary or do a film on like the history of Queens. Great music history we discuss, but topical your podcast. The food in Queens is amazing. You can get food from any culture in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like the best, probably Korean food. I don't know, but some that could possibly only rival Korea and Flushing. You know, Jackson Heights Indian food and just general foods yeah. of like Asia or South America. And we know this even from our time just hanging out, like in Astoria, how much it's been. Great brunch spots. Booming. Yeah, brunch spots. And I'm going to go on the record here. The. Ooh. Burger at Sweet Afton is one of the most underrated burgers in the city. There you go. Burger at Sweet Afton. Yes, that's a delicious burger. And the, the guy, I think the chef or the owner of Sweet Afton is any place, the Bonnie. Not to promote things here, but I like that place too. Because <laughs> good cocktails as well. There was that one day we went around. And yeah, had, cocktailing. Yeah. We went, uh, t- a tiki bar, a modernist tiki bar, I suppose. Yes. Uh, Queen's Comfort, you know. Queen's Comfort. A great place. We haven't, have you been back? back since they moved no not to the new location so yeah. we'll have to see you know it looks like it lost a little bit of the charm but mm-hmm. i don't want to diss it there queen's comfort i love queen's comfort so hopefully it's still the same yes it just used to be in more of like a hipster spot and now, yeah like eclectic looking now it's just like clean looking. yeah it's very clean but but you know they'll, they'll probably dirty it up <laughs> and then again it is, it is a drink podcast as well yes know. but is it cocktails or is it beer too Oh, like it's, wine it's a, counts, right? Yeah, wine, okay. beer, cocktails. Because yeah. the beer scene in Queens Livations. is amazing, the beer scene. I mean, all the breweries of Long Island City or whatever. Oh, yeah, I love Big Alice. Big Alice, yeah, or Single Cut, you know. Mm-hmm. So so to have this kind of Queens movie, before like the Queens Renaissance, but still, it was always something that I connected with. Oh, and they go to a St. John's basketball game. Like I said, I went to St. John's. You went to St. John's, yeah. You ever see a movie and you're like, oh, all these things. This is like, meant for me. Yeah, or, or, like or did they mold you into the person that you are? Yeah, I went to St. John's because I saw Coming to America as a kid. Yeah, I'm like, right? that's why I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they're playing in the garden. Yep, and you've always right. wanted to square Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to square Martin. I always dream to square Martin. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie Chan, Rush Hour, two outtakes. <laughs> A common theme in podcasts we do for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they need to have this pop-up happen in New York. Yeah, that was the point. That yeah. was the point, right? <laughs> no, they need to have this pop-up in New York. I don't understand. I would have gone. They had... So I mean, because we only learn about the Big Mick, you know, in the from from the menu. But at this, at this pop-up, they also had... And I, I don't necessarily like this, because then it makes it more like it should be coming to America, the restaurant, versus a McDowell's restaurant, but they had Zamunda fries. Okay, yeah. That, and then they that had and sense. then they had a sexual chocolate uh, Sexual chocolate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sexual chocolate milkshake. Oh, so they did have milkshakes in the film, but it wasn't a sexual chocolate yeah. milkshake. Hmm. But yeah, see, that's more coming to America. Because Daryl likes strawberry the most. Yes. Yes. It gets thrown on. But yeah, Zamunda fries, like, that's not... I guess maybe, maybe, maybe McDowell's had Zamunda fries after Lisa. Yeah, maybe they become, you know... Yeah, well, I I don't think that Akeem would, like, be running the McDowell's thing. No, but just because now uh, that Cleo is related... In the royal in family the, in by the royal, marriage. Yeah, yeah, by marriage. Let's make Zamunda fries. Zamunda, yeah. yeah, let's capitalize. <laughs> he seems like a guy that capitalizes on things. That's the that's one with, with the characters in this film... Well, I mean, we so we we watched it right before this, and you said you didn't like how Lisa was like 
what what does she do at the end? She's like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, I could give we could all give this up right now. Yeah. He's like, nah. And then Cleo also finds out that you know he like that Hakeem is a prince. Yeah. And it's not like he fully accepted Hakeem before. It would have been fine if he accepted Hakeem too. Or Hakeem, sorry. Do I see Hakeem, Hakeem, yeah, no, yeah. it's not Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he just, he finds, I, the character arcs aren't necessarily the most, uh, you know, they don't become the better people, per se. No, no, that's what I like about the film. Like, it, it, does it have, a, like, some good lessons? Yes, but it, they're still human beings, yeah. you know? But I, I give you that aha look, because that... Wedding Crashers also ends. We while watching it, we were seeing the similarities with Wedding Crashers. Yeah, but it kind of ends in like a not a carriage scene, but like an after wedding. Oh yeah, and kind of like a talk like that. A like, talk like that. Yeah, like I'm gonna give it up. No, let's you know wedding no, to crash. No, we're gonna be. Know. What are they gonna be? A uh, rodeo something. Rodeo band. Oh, no, 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 no. A, a, folks, a, a folk some... singing band. Yeah. from Salt Lake City. <laughs> Weird. Regardless, this movie parallels Wedding Crashers a lot, but this is not a wedding podcast. No, this is a food podcast. This is a food co- podcast, so. But there's not, I mean, the, the there's not, besides it being at McDowell's and there being the, the Big Mick and the milkshakes that they had. My milkshake brings all the boys. <laughs> you have a lot of milkshake films? Do I have a lot of milkshake films? I don't, I don't know. I don't think there are too many. I can't Not too many. One. There's milkshake scenes. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. We'll definitely, we're going to do, as usual, the uh, p- picking out of a random food scene. But the meals in Zamunda, they focused on that a little bit in the beginning. It's just there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to... Pretty extravagant. Zamunda is the Wakanda, right? Yeah. Of the The OG. Day. The OG Wakanda. Yeah. Zamunda forever. Awesome. <laughs> Zamunda forever. You know what? I'm going to write that right now. We should... You should t T-shirt. No, you should tag it oh, somewhere. Has, like, yeah, right, yeah. this podcast, right, Zamunda the hash, New hashtag. Hashtag Zamunda, Zamunda forever. forever. <laughs> Zamunda's awesome. Do I do a, f- a f- number four for Eva? I don't know. What is the hashtag for Wakanda forever? <laughs> oh, yeah, probably the word because they're classy. Yes. I mean, Zamunda's classy too. Yeah. No, it's kind of like yeah. a better Swaziland. Um, it's this like beautiful kingdom. And I think, I don't know if you said it was nominated for an Oscar this film or something? Yeah, costumes and makeup. The set design in this film and the costumes are so mm-hmm. on point for a comedy Yeah, that's just legendary. And you also saw, how much did this? This made like 280... 280-something million, million dollars, yeah. In the 80s. In that, yeah. Well, Eddie Murphy was on fire. Yeah. But he also kills it in this film. Like, just multiple this... roles... My, oh, I mean, there's so many great movies of these. Again, Trading Places, Forty Eight Hours, uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah. I mean, the '90s was when he had hits in the '90s, but these are the ones that stand the test of time. Yeah, we mentioned it uh, before we recorded, but a film like The Nutty Professor yeah. did incredibly well. It was like really talked about, but I tried watching it maybe like a couple years ago, and it does not does not age. Does, this movie aged well. Yeah, like. This movie stands the test of time in my mind. Well, it's his, I was watching Eddie Murphy Raw recently, and that now is just like, uh, it's is like is that the one with like that's really homophobic, very homophobic, like it's very cringeworthy. Yeah, and so his stand up, not so much. And while yes, like you'll still laugh, but it's all, but it's you just your body tenses up, and. Uh, but this film's surprising. Like this film, like you said, just holds up incredibly. Holds well. up a hundred percent. I think like if it came out today, 
it would probably have a better Rotten Tomatoes rating even mm-hmm. than then. Like, it's not... It's dated in a sense that, like, yeah, it, it's, you know, Queens isn't as bad as they depict it, but that's maybe the only thing it's dated in. The writing was so strong. Like, there was Very a reason strong. for everything. Very strong. Any kind of, like, little... And, you know, when we watch films, we'll nitpick, and any kind of little nitpick was solved by something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, there was one or two things, but, like... Yeah, the one exa- the mop with the, you know, when the, when Sam, oh, the Samuel fighting, L. Jackson. Yeah. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson cameo in this, but yeah. it wasn't really a cameo at the time. It was just like a young actor with the yeah. job because I think it's one of his first film roles. It was, yeah, and Cooper Gooding Jr. Yeah, Cooper Gooding Jr. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the barber chair. They're not really touching his hair. Those barbers. And this is the, yeah, those, well, those barbers, those characters, and it was the first time that uh, Eddie Murphy plays multiple roles in the movie. How, how like, what do you think the level of, like, mind-blown of audiences were at the time. Well, I just, I mean, I don't know if you asked this question on your podcast, because as of right now, it's not No, it hasn't, yeah. So I don't know. Recording ahead of time. <laughs> but I always ask my guests, and we did on Hoffman, like, when was the first time you saw this mm-hmm. film? And I think back to the first times I saw this film, and it was always on TV. And I was a kid, so it was, like, a cleaner version, because this movie, like, says the F word a lot. Yeah. Know, stuff like that. But Yeah, I remember watching this on, like, WB11 a lot. It used to be on TNT a lot, or, like, the, okay. you know, um, or TBS, maybe, because that's the comedy one. <laughs> I don't know if it was at the time. But I remember, as a kid, my mind blown. Like, that's not Eddie Murphy. That's a white Jewish yeah, man. Yeah, that's you an know? old white Jewish man. Like, that's, and I could my, my a very good old white Jewish voice. My parents or my uncle... Uh, whoever I was watching it with would always be like, no, you know, that one of them's Eddie Murphy, one of them's Arsenio Hall. And I was like, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, it still is today. I can tell because I know. Yeah. But. Joe Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> if you, even now, if we show this movie to somebody right now, they wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's Eddie Murphy. They'd be like, is that Eddie Murphy? Yeah. It, like, because you kind of see the thing. Like, from. Arsenio Hall plays the Reverend, Reverend Brown. Yeah. And uh, it's it just one particular scene I'm thinking of. And Eddie Murphy plays. The the singer the singer yeah. I forgot his name <laughs> if, you know to my dignity yeah sexual chocolate the sexual chocolate yeah the lead singer of sexual chocolate sexual chocolate yeah <laughs> because the greatest love of all is inside of me sexual chocolate. Uh, it, just such great characters, better yeah. than his characters he did in the '90s, you know. Yeah. Whatever, Clump, Professor Clump, he was like funny at the time, haha, because he was fat, you know. Yeah. It was like these are like. Yeah, the the yeah the family dinners where they're just like yeah like oh, Hercules, oh, Hercules, yeah. Hercules. <laughs> that like this is these are like. You could tell what these characters' backstories are. Mm-hmm. Like these little. Well, I think he's even doing like more acting in these character roles for sure like yeah. the gimmick isn't that just like i said they're fat you know that's not the it's just like the the thing releasing for sexual chocolate he's such a burnout you know like, mm-hmm. like he's totally like is one of these guys who thought he was gonna be famous and he's got a little bit of local yeah. celebrity and ran with it i forgot like what tv show he guest starred <laughs> like, joe the policeman in some like <laughs> like that's my mama <laughs> him is the uh you know old Barbers like you gotta find a nice. You want to find a nice girl? You don't go to no bars. Yeah. You go to you know you go to you go to church. Nice <laughs> church going folk. But that's actually you know what this is because we were we were like okay that's kind of a food scene that's a food scene. There's a bar scene in this movie. Yeah. And that is and we were laughing because it's like <laughs> they've looked everywhere for a wife in one bar. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen this movie, obviously the premise is that Eddie Murphy is looking for his queen in yeah, Queens. In Queens. Which, which, which I like is, that. Which is, that's just perfect. I like it, because it's, oh, that's stupid, that's silly, but the way it's handled is like, yeah. Go, you want to go to L.A. or New York? They flip a coin. New York. Where are we going to go in New York to find a queen for a king? On the map. There's a place called Queens. Queens, you know, yeah. like, because they're, they're winging it. Also, it's his 21st birthday. Yeah. He looks way older than 21 here, wow. but, but okay. <laughs> but it's his 21st birthday. I mean, that's a rich 21-year-old is probably going to make impulsive decisions like that. Yeah. This is before the internet. Sure. And it's, obviously, as the arranged marriage, mm-hmm. but comes to New York, and, and, and he's looking for a woman, and, like, what just exactly what you said. It's like, oh, I guess, so that's, like, the, one of the flaws. Like, oh, we looked everywhere for a woman, but the, the only scene is them in that one bar. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could A great seen. montage. Yes. And this was... Classic. Ooh, I forget who I was talking with recently, but the 80s were, were such a time for twins, and there's, like, two different sets of twins. <laughs> uh, the 90s, too. Remember that, like, gross... Uh, like, I think it's gross now, but, like, it would never be made before, but there was, like, a Bud Light commercial with twins. And twins. Oh yeah. Love football on TV. Shots of Gina Lee hanging with my friends and twins. I love burritos at 4 a.m. Parties that never end. Dogs that love cats and and twins. What a, like, misogynist commercial right now. And, and kind of like, it's, Are we supposed to be like, yeah, I'm going to have sex with two sisters? Yeah. That's like <laughs> twincest, I believe. Yeah. Taboo. It's that, I mean, yeah. The more, the real fucked up part of that is like, then the sisters. <laughs> no, not, not the, But, I don't know. There is like, there used to be a bigger twin fetish. But again, like, you don't make commercials like that anymore. No. Like, in terms of like, yeah, check out this hot girl. You know? <laughs> This they don't make commercials like that anymore. They don't make bars like that bar anymore. No, the the like neon color, like eighties like house or trap. I don't know. Like. Yeah, it's just it's weird. It's like bright with neons and just like the big dance floor. <laughs> maybe they do exist and we just don't go. True, maybe like we don't that. frequent them as much. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like they get get into drinks there. But that was definitely. Uh, a blast from the past as far as the as bars go. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the great montage there. Yeah, of all the women coming. Including in, Arsenio, Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. <laughs> His face is in this movie. And 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 again, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of the gimmick of like, oh, it's hilarious, it's a man dressed as a woman. But that's not the gimmick here. Like, the woman he's playing is not like it's funny because it's... I mean, it's funny because it's Arsenio Hall, yes. Yeah. But he, they, they play multiple characters. just like, I want to tear you, you apart. <laughs> <laughs> and your friend, too. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, I mean, other foods... It's, it's funny. It's like I'm reaching for it. <laughs> but the hors d'oeuvre scene towards the end. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to go for all the food <laughs> scenes, we could jump to the end there. I mean, I think, it's just simple. You know, they, they're over his house, and yeah. it's like the pigs in the blanket. And he's, what does he say? He's like, they're the frozen kind, but you, wouldn't, you couldn't tell. <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, offering... I would love to offer... Uh, James Earl Jones, Pigs in the Blanket. Sometimes. I mean, you should, I, I didn't want to step on your feet because I know you're Mr. IMDb trivia fact, but yeah. one of my favorite trivia of this film is James Earl Jones, who plays Akeem's father. Mm-hmm. And what's her name who plays the mother? I, was... I didn't write it down. I apologize. Darn. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Bad, bad hosting skills of mine. 
Madge Sinclair. That's, yeah, so yeah. she plays Akeem's mom. Yes. Same exact Mufasa and whatever Mufasa's. Sarabi. Sarabi. I know that Good. because of Star... Nice. Sarabi! <laughs> <laughs> so Simba's parents are also Akeem's mm-hmm. parents because they, they voice the characters. And yeah. It makes so much sense. It just it's, And he's wearing a lion on him at the yeah, end. Yeah, it, it's perfect. Like, Lion King parents. Oh, you pointed out something, too, while we were watching, speaking of James Earl Jones. Yeah. Another iconic voice role of his, that there's an exact Darth Vader line in this. Yeah, what is it? Like, like don't alert them to my presence. To my presence, I'll take care of it myself. Yeah. I think Great. he says it in both Empire and Return of the Jedi. Great. Which Return of the Jedi Easter will egg. be on uh, Third Times a Charm, which I guessed it on, so check that out. Whenever oh, that, I think you're going to Whenever that comes out films. someday. <laughs> yeah, foodie I'm films. I'm like, what? I guess the feast at the do you end? Do you think, do you have feast at the Ewok feast? Or yeah, like so human. Do you think Blue the... Milk? That's a that's a food scene that I can Blue milk, r- yes. randomly write down someday. And uh, them on the Ewoks being cannibals. We could have a whole debate on that, whether they do eat <laughs> humans or not. Yeah. They're not cannibals because they're not human, but they are No, but they decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and then we could debate which which Ewok song is better. I know a pet peeve of yours. No. Dum dum. Yup yup. Da 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 da. The, well, and uh, the one other McDowell scene that I, I thought this was pretty funny, oh, well, it's the, that I wanted to play, it's with Louis Anderson, and he has, like, his little, like, his largest speaking role of the movie, where he says to him about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play it. Hello! Hi! You know, I started on cleanup just like you guys, but now, see, I'm washing lettuce. Soon I'll be on fries, then the grill. A year or two, I make assistant manager. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. Just two years, eh? So with the, he's cleaning he's cleaning the lettuce and then he sees the <laughs> mopping and he you know says that he started out at doing, you know, mopping yeah, and then duty. now he's on lettuce and hopefully he'll be on fries. I read that in 2005, uh, Kanye's Gold Digger, he, he included the that part of the movie in the line of, He got that ambition, baby. Look at his ass. This week he mopping floors. Next week is the fries. So He got that ambition, baby. Look in his eyes. This week he, he mopping floors. Next week it's the fries. Uh, wow, I didn't realize that. That's How great. awesome is that? That's great. See... That's why I hate Kanye West as a person. I do. Yeah. But he is a genius. And every time a Kanye... It's true. And every time a Kanye album comes out... And that's why he should be part of Trump's cabinet. No. (laughs) Every time a Kanye album comes out... And I'm not a big hip-hop guy. I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. But then five years later, I listen back. I'm like, all the music today sounds like this album. Yeah. Like he's And he is a lyrical genius. He knows what he's doing. Well, hip-hop music in general is great with pop culture references. But the yes. fact that he has a line that's like about Louis Anderson's character—that's like, <laughs> like again. I mean, I, I want to hate you more, Kanye West. I do, and then and then you blow my mind with. But these God things. damn it, do I respect you yeah. for at least that, that for stuff like that? No, it, 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 like it always that. happens. Uh, so McDonald's. I got a question for you, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I I slum it up. I feel like with food more than you. You know, because I, I don't. I feel like you tend to be on the rush more than I. You know, like, on yeah, the move. Okay, on fair, the move. fair, on, on the go. Yeah, so, on the go. 
Um, on the did I say on the rush? <laughs> I knew right. what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you don't frequent McDonald's. No. Well, side tangent. The whole New York thing. I'll bring it up again. If you want to call me a New York snob, fine. But I feel like it's very, not in every neighborhood, but in certain neighborhoods, it's very silly to eat McDonald's when you could get a burger for the same price that's much, sorry, McDonald's, but much better, you know? Yeah. Like, even, like, Shake Shack or Five Guys is not that different in price of McDonald's. No, not no, not crazy. No, it's, like, yeah. 2 or $3 mm-hmm. more, if you, like, for a simple burger. You know, if you wanted all the additions on it, it's a different story. And so it's kind of rather silly for me to get McDonald's, except that it's fast. You know, it's literally you're gonna get it quicker. Yeah, you're yeah you're gonna get it within like two minutes. But what what is your you, you know? By the way, European McDonald's much better. I was gonna say, what was the last time, you know, you really ate McDonald's recently? Mm, yeah, yep. that that's tough. Probably probably abroad somewhere. Yeah, no, because I remember being in um, Cologne. In Germany with some with some friends, and everything had closed. It was like a Sunday night, yeah, and we couldn't find a place to eat. And we were like in the kind of the more like by the big cathedral, so it was just you could still get you could still drink, but you couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. But the McDonald's was open, and we went in there and we got so much McDonald's food. And again, in Europe, the McDonald's just tastes so better. I don't know if it's EU standards <laughs> or what. It's true. And the guy behind the counter. This like he was like a bigger German guy was so happy that Americans yeah that Americans are in there <laughs> that's awesome like, you have to pay for condiments extra yeah. he's giving us like free mayo and he's Ooh, like, wow. he's like what would you like on the menu oh that's a very delicious choice you know like it, <laughs> it was like such an experience for me he he, he like watched us eat it like because again if you yeah. work at McDonald's and you see Americans come in that's like mm-hmm. if you work at I don't know Panda Express and and like. Uh, Chinese people come in and like are enjoying the Panda Express food. Like, yeah. you're like, wow, this is you know what an experience. Well, they always say like if you see the you know people of the culture eating in the rest- <laughs> in the restaurant, like you know that that's the good Chinese. It's place. true. Uh, I I remember going to McDonald's. I was driving from Hamburg to mm, appropriate. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> to Berlin, and I was just also really tired. But I saw there was a rest stop with McDonald's, and I had McDonald's there. And then I remember. The then I remember McDonald's. texting you when. Uh, because you you definitely you traveled much more than me before I really started traveling. But then when I was in Barcelona, I said, "Oh, I found this really good like Irish American tapas place." <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh!" <laughs> but I mean, all, all of this talk of burgers, I kind of I want one. Do you want to do you want to put this on hold for a second and go grab a like a really we, okay? We can't, we can't we can't grab the uh, the Big Mick, but we'll, I guess we'll get the one with the sesame seeds. <laughs> Well, I haven't had a Big Mac in ages. So we're driving on Queens Boulevard right now, and I'm using a, uh, a handheld, like it's a Zoom mic in the cell phone if it sounds a little different. Maybe it sounds better, I don't know. But yeah, we're driving down Queens Boulevard. This is your old stomping grounds, right? Oh yeah, no, totally. Well, I guess, you know, that's that diner, the Peach Diner, or the Georgia Diner. I went there in college a couple times. Um, but I wouldn't call it like my old stomping ground. Well, the old, like I mean, well, how far is St. John's from here? Not terribly far, you know. I mean, again, being being a Queens, partial Queens guy, I, I had to uh, recognize the area. I mean, it just changed so much, as anything does over the years. Yeah, we're just passing by actually where the GPS said that um, that McDowell's 
where that what and then it was a Wendy's, right? I think it was a Wendy's because I remember in college going there because it was McDowell's, whatever fast food it was, just for fun. Um, but now it looks seems like they built like a housing complex on top. Yeah, so that's. I, I wish they had like almost like a just a McDowell sign there, but maybe then people get confused because it does look similar to McDonald's, <laughs> which is the whole uh, you know the whole crux yeah. of the film. It's funny, right? I mean. I wish they preserved film history like they did other kinds of history. At least put a plaque there or something. That'd be. I like that. Yeah, a plaque or some kind of like mural or. Oh, that'd be cool. A mural. Eddie right? Murphy should pay from his money, from his pocket. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, I'm telling you how to spend your money and make a coming to America mural there. I agree. Uh, and then we're, so we're we're still heading down Queens Boulevard and we're uh, we see the golden, not the golden. Uh, we see the golden arches, yeah. not the golden arcs, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> the golden, that's just such a bad, like, <laughs> arcs versus arches. And so, what do, you, what do you think? Should we do the drive through I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, let's get some uh, some Big Macs with the seeds, with the sesame seeds. and My, the... my bun has no seeds. <laughs> Can you ask? You know how, like, it's like, nine, at one point they were like, what you want is what you get at McDonald's, like in the 90s? Yeah. Could I ask for a seedless bun at McDonald's? I'm not going to because I'm too afraid, but I'm just curious. Um, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to ask. Do you okay. offer a seedless bun option? I like seeds on my bun. Oh, so. wait, but they have they don't have seeds on their Whopper. Oh, uh, no, not Whopper. Uh, on their quarter, I'm here. sorry, Quarter Pounders. I, I don't. So I think that they would offer that. Hi, may I order um, two number one meals? Do you, do you offer the Big Mac with uh, with seedless buns? The what? Big can, Mac can you can you make a Big Mac with seedless buns like you do for the quarter pounders? No seeds. Oh, the regular bun. Yeah, regular bun. Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. You want a meal, right? Yeah. Can we get one without seeds, one with seeds? Uh, one with a Coke and one with a sweet tea. Okay, and we can get medium-sized fries with them. Anything else? Uh, that'll be it. Great, thank you so much. So there we go. That was Let's fun. see. Can we put this on the Cage Club Network tab? <laughs> um, Joey, Mike, <laughs> can we? Joey and Mike need to give us like black cards cage club black cards so that you know <laughs> we can deduct it in the expenses yeah <laughs> this is we need to start making the uh a profit for the network or just any kind of yeah we'll probably lose money with that card <laughs> but all my good memories from mcdonald's are from childhood like going to mcdonald's at least for me oh kid, yeah was like a treat it was a treat you know it was like there was by us, there was one in... I would always go to the one in Northville, and then they opened up one in Bi-State Plaza in Old Japan. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one I would go to. Even when I lived in Rivervale, that's the one we would go to. Um, it, no, that, that, and that was like... It was like, and you know, getting a Happy Meal was cool. And I used to collect the toys. Like, they had a cool, like, business deal with Disney. And didn't you feel older the first time you got, like, a Quarter Pounder or a Big Mac or something It like was that? a rite of passage. It was. But, you know, today, I don't think it's the same. I mean, look, there's a, we're in a huge line here, so clearly some people are selling McDonald's. But, like, there's so many, like, 
parents raising their kids vegan or raising their kids like healthier diet. And I don't know if I would bring my kid to McDonald's all the time either. No, no, I wouldn't raise my kid vegan. No, <laughs> no, no offense that's... to vegans, but you know, I'm, I'm not a vegan myself, so why would I do that? Yeah, but it's just no. A kid is meant to like. Kids should be able to choose for themselves, and enjoy enjoy childhood. Yeah, and that means that doesn't mean childhood obesity. No, which we take very seriously. But it's exactly exactly. They should have the range of choices and let them choose. It's called a happy meal, and it made you happy. It made it you made happy. you happy. Like that was like you know, mom. You know, like didn't wanna. It was too late after like a little league game. You stopped at McDonald's. Did you ever get, like, the girl's toy and then, like, your mother would go to the front and return it? Or did you just keep the girl's toy? Well, I mean, usually I was with my sister. Uh, like, it would be, like... So, I mean, I think in some cases they probably were given, like, both girl toys or both boy toys. And so, I'm you, sure... You could give it to her, though. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Or switch it up. See, my mom was never the mom who would be, like... Well, he wants that one, you know. Like, oh no, 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 no! But that was the whole thing. They would have like this week is that, and mm-hmm. that, like when, especially when they were like a collectibles. Like, let's say, like I remember they had like Beauty and the Beast toys or something yeah. like that. And one week was Lumiere, and the next was Belle. Or, um, but I remember going away. Like we would always do like a family vacation in August, and we went away, you know, for a week, and so I missed that toy. And I was like, <laughs> Fucking piss. Like, Fuck you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was always like what Burger King always had above McDonald's for a long time though, but now Mc- then McDonald's started shifting. Burger King always had the fountain soda you could pour for yourself. Yes. Now McDonald's has like the cool machine where you can make any. Yeah, that's like I mean, I remember like when Moe's started getting those. That's that's High my. Tech. Yeah, Moe's is like a not. Fast food. It is fast food, but not like mainstream fast food. I would say. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't even know if it's around the country. It is. It is okay. Yeah. And Moe's, they loved you in there. That was your college go-to. That was my yeah. That was every <laughs> after every Thursday, Thursday, Fridays my senior year. I had off. I had friends that got out of had a eleven a.m. to one p.m. class. And then they would knock on my window. I lived on the first floor of, like, this one quad. And I would they would wake me up at 1 p.m. Because <laughs> uh, I'd be up until, you know, 3, 4, <laughs> 5 a.m. on Thursdays. And then we would go to Moe's, recount the night before's debauchery. And every Tuesday I used to buy, like, a new movie. And so that but fri- Fridays... Fridays... <laughs> Uh, a fun life. Yeah, and fr- Fridays we would then go back. Everyone would destroy my bathroom. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, and we'd be watching uh, whatever movie like was released on like DVD or Blu-ray. That nice. Yeah, I uh, I remember because in after college you you took me to Moe's up there for whatever you know business we had, yeah. and they all knew your name when you walked in. Yeah, they're like, hey Kyle, what have you been up to? I was like, yeah, Mia. That was, your, that was your cheers. Yeah, Mia, Mo. the franchise owner. Yeah, I was Norm. <laughs> I was the Norm. Of You're the Norm of Moe's. Nice. <laughs> nice. What are we... You hear that? This is the microphone he's diving on the bag right now. All right, let's uh, pull over and eat this feast. Are you going to be back here for the founder? I'll, uh, m- maybe I'll try to go to the original one. 
no, that's <laughs> Cage Club. This is why we need to have funding. I need to <laughs> these food trips. Um, let's see. I'm gonna try to prop this up there. Let's see if that's if that works. Um, so a little update. You guys didn't hear, but they were out of my sweet tea. So yeah, I, got, I, I put yeah I put down the microphone for a second. So I got a Dr Pepper. Yeah, out of sweet tea, out of Sprite. <laughs> yes. But then you were tempted. What was the two? What were you tempted between? Did they put straws? Uh, some kind of Fanta. Did they give us no straws? Maybe they don't do straws anymore. Wait, have straws become illegal? Wasn't that a thing for a while? That is, a, yeah, that's like a thing. Maybe straws are illegal. All right. Some fries. Thank you. Yeah, oh, we so got our ketchups. So, so do you want the Big Mac or the Big Mick? You know, you were my guest. You, you, you may have the Big Mick. Nice. Yeah. And we'll compare. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see which ones. Oh, here, here, ooh. I need to, this need, I'm sorry, wait a second. This needs to be, do you have your cell phone? Yeah, Because I'm recording mine. on mine. Okay. Really crappy at photos. Oh, okay. Then I'll take a picture with, uh... No, I can try. Oh. All right, well, we are both going to enjoy Big Mix because... We got a surprise. They gave us both Big Mix. Oh, watch out for the fry. Mm-hmm. fry. A fry film? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like Tommy Boy. I'm getting like <laughs> fries in your dash. Hold on, fries in the dash. I got it. Okay. Um. So we got no straws, but that's fine. We can drink. No straws, those. but two big mix. Yeah. So uh, let's get a photo of this. Yeah. It's... All right. So yeah, again, we ha- we both have big mix. They didn't understand the. One sesame, one non, no seeds. No, but that's fine. We both get to have the coming to America experience. Yes, that's that's good. That's good. So All right, let's dig in. Let's, yeah, let's dig in. Yeah. Do we need big, extra ketchup on it? I'm gonna put some. I haven't had a Big Mac in years, and I've never had a Big Mac. So, hmm. I'm putting extra ketchup on mine. Fair. It's amazing how thin the patty is. Yeah. This is. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, I see the mac sauce. The mix sauce. I got. I got to be honest. Oh, with you, that yeah. that middle bun is useless to me. I'm never. I'm not like a triple decker sandwich kind of guy. Usually, I've seen you eat a club sandwich. I have, but I'm just like I'm not. You know, that's what they usually offer at like diners. You know, but yeah, the middle bun. Unless it's the moist maker from Friends. And oh. it's have gravy soaked yeah. between. <laughs> I love a good moist maker. <laughs> um, let's see. What? Oh, it's funny. You know, I've been speaking of sitcoms. I've been binge watching um, Cheers. One of the great episodes. Uh, the, one of the many great episodes, I should say. And Sam. Diane's going on a date to a fancy restaurant and insults Sam, saying, like, he wouldn't be, you know... So he switches out, like, cancels her reservations and then goes as a doctor or whatever. And then he got some tips from Frasier. And he's a... he's So he, he says that he's a doctor, this, like, fa- famous doctor of the Boston area. But then he's also... he's a, And that doctor's known as a gourmet. So I'm... Ah. I'm, I'm led to believe that before the word foodie that is in our you know vernacular now I think gourmet yeah well I think foodie 
which is gourmet, would be foodie people love food trucks and stuff like that. I think a gourmet goes to fancy restaurants and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. That would be a the foodie, only difference. Oh yeah, foodie finds good food, a good meal in all different venues. Yeah. Like it's just it's a given that in a high class restaurant you should get a good meal. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. But a, a, a foodie I think is a gourmet who's more open-minded. A because, gourmet of the people. Yeah, cuz I think a gourmet is someone who Oh, there's a truck backing up. So. <laughs> I think a gourmet is somebody who knows um, the ingredients and knows what pairs with what, and it's like like a foodie, mm-hmm. but they're more into the higher end cuisine. So, what do you any, do? You have thoughts on your uh, big Mick? Or? Well, I agree. Well, they put, so they put the 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 special sauce on the middle one. Mm. So that's, I mean, I guess they're doing a, a moist maker of their own. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the burgers are are pitiful. <laughs> Bur- Burger King makes whether they whether you like the taste more. Like I still, oh, this is this is t- like tasting good to me. Maybe it's the, I don't know the reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, the memory, the nostalgia. You know what? You know what's about McDonald's burgers that like hit the spot. And I think fast food burgers in general, they're so salty, but like, you mm-hmm. know, in a way that hits the spot. Yeah. I'm going to have the favorite thing, McDonald's fries, but I love McDonald's. Best, best fries of the fast food places? They're my favorite. They're my favorite. Some people say you should go all natural with McDonald's fries. No ketchup. No. I Yeah. I, um... I'll put them in ketchup. I will put some in ketchup, but I like them, like, fresh out of the fryer. These are pretty good. Um, not the best ones I've had. I guess I guess their fries are a little inconsistent sometimes. Well, it depends if you get it, like you said. Clean fresh. oil or fresh out of the fryer. Fresh out of the fryer. Okay. Too much salt, maybe. Hmm. Um, Though, what a treat it is when you think you're done with fries, and then there's some at the bottom of the bag. It's the best. <laughs> it's really, like, you know, it's really symbolic for... For the best things in life, you know, come when you least expect them. So, Brian, anything um, as we're munching on our fries and they gave us... When I, I asked for a lot of ketchup, they gave us a lot. I have to yeah. give them that. Yeah. No straws, but a lot of ketchup. A lot of ketchup. Um, um, I'm just wondering if this is going to come back to haunt me later, you know. I don't, I'm not used to eating like this. And, like McDonald's. Or I haven't had a Big Mac in a while. And I don't have the... I don't have the... Uh, I guess food stamina like I used to in college. Yeah. You can eat five times a day and be okay. But um a little better experience than I thought. You know. I thought it was gonna be kinda I was hungry and I was looking forward to it, but I was a little part of me was like a little scared. <laughs> Again, I haven't had a Big Mac in a long time. Yeah. Hmm. I guess when I was I have one very close to me in Jersey City. But there was one on, like, Washington Street in Hoboken, and I'd be walking back drunk a lot of nights. So it was either <laughs> that or Mamoon's. Mm. And Mamoon's is delicious, but, I mean, you can only have shawarma. Yeah. yeah, and also you have to, like, wait longer a little bit. A little bit, but... um, Yeah, so... Well, guys, we're going to finish up our fries, and then we're going to get back to... um. 
back to the episode in the movie. I mean, obviously, this was still about the movie, but little little, little lunch break. Yeah, a little or yeah. dinner or whatever time. Take a break and go grab some uh, McDonald's uh, for yourself, and 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 know that you can get a seedless uh, Big Mac. You can get a literal Big Mac. You like, can get a Big Mac. Uh, get big, a Big Mac. The Big Mac is available. McDowell's restaurant might not exist. The where the McDonald's was might not be a fast food place anymore. But across the country and the world, you can still get a Big Mac. So that the Big Mick lives on. I want this show to do well so that I can commission a mural. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Coming to America, is there anything else you want to say about it? Well, I, I don't think I mentioned this, but one of the endearing things about this film to me is that it's one of my grandfather's favorite films. Oh, really? And he, yeah, my grandfather... I mean, he's been in this country since the 60s, probably mm-hmm. I think 1960, you know. But he still doesn't speak perfect English, mm-hmm. you know, so we have a hard time, kind of, I don't speak the best Spanish, so we don't connect on too much of a level like that, but for some reason, I remember being in his house and watching this movie, and him just start talking about how much he loved the film, and I was like, what, really? <laughs> and you had seen it already. I had seen it already, because it was always on TV. Okay. And he was actually, like, recounting scenes, and I remember him in Spanish recounting to my grandmother like about like some of his favorite scenes mm-hmm. and one of his favorite scenes is um akeem where he's like he's mopping yeah and then he's like if ever you think you know uh and he, he's trying lisa's in the office yeah Lisa, and he, he's, and he's trying Lisa, to like yeah. pick up the trash and she doesn't have any it's like and he's like when you think of garbage think of akeem <laughs> you know he really liked that <laughs> scene and i think being an immigrant himself he liked the fish out of water mm-hmm. um he's a guy if you want to talk about food um, you know, came to this country, lived in Lower East Side, that's where my mother grew up, different food neighborhood now, but still yeah. good stuff. And uh, he used to commute to Bergenfield oh, wow. um, to work at a restaurant. Now it's a Mexican restaurant, but at the time it was an Italian restaurant um, in the food service industry. It's, I mean, rest in peace, Bourdain said it. La- Latinos really are the backbone of the food industry in mm-hmm. the United States. I'm not just saying that being a Latino, it's true. Look in the back of every kitchen. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I guess the, it has kind of like a maybe that's why I overhyped this film. It has kind of like a family mindset to me because, like, he again, he came to this country and first worked in food service. Mm-hmm. Really likes the film. I don't know where he caught it. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess on TNT as well. I, maybe did he see it in theaters? That would be amazing. That would be cool, but I don't know. This is one of the first like. You know when DVD players first came out and stuff. Like, yeah, and they and they had like limited movies transition. Yeah, and this is one of the like. He got. He was always into like getting the DVD player and having like you know the whole setup there. Yeah. This is. I remember we bought him this for like Christmas or something or, or one of the holidays coming to America, and that was the first time I saw the full version, which was that fun to watch with family. I didn't watch. I actually, did not watch it with family. Like I watched it alone, like in, in, like, in his basement. No, but the big thing there was like one of the opening scenes. Oh is, yeah. He's he, he's getting bathed. Mm-hmm. It's like the royal penis is washed, sir. And it's just like the topless one. Like yeah. I don't remember this on TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's a easy scene to cut out for TV, but Yeah, yeah. And I mean, other than that, this is just just such a great comedy. Yeah, we could this hopefully we'll uh have another podcast someday that we can talk this movie again. But this is wink, I'm, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, no, but, but well, I, I like that's what you said as far as it's a movie that you guys bonded over, and then just a movie that maybe he could r- relate to as an immigrant because that's what I mean. 
anything in the arts, like that's just what I feel like. I mean, I've always said, and I'm not a, a uh, you know a first person to say this, but I think it's just between music. I mean, and this is a podcast that's films, but films can be a little tricky. But like music, but then food, like just people sit down, hundred oh, percent, and enjoy a meal, and like you can learn a lot about a culture and just and just see like just from all those from all the TV cooking shows that you have these chefs that are like, oh, this is just like this from that culture, and this is just, like, we're all the same, and you can appreciate, you know, the diversity from, you know, but at the same time, the unity of it all. For sure. If we did a podcast coming to America, and even if it's not part of the food thing, and not talked about Soul Glow. Yes. <laughs> is Soul Glow edible? <laughs> yeah, no, you have to, if you, yes, that's, that's, I'm sorry, that is very, that's correct. You talk coming to America. You have to talk Soul Glow. Soul which, Glow. Drop you. I, I know you're not as big as with the audio drops as I am, but audio drop the soul glow. Well, this is on. you know what this is. Uh, maybe when when I have uh, guests that have their other podcasts, maybe I'll adapt the episode to more their. Joey would like that. The, to their type episode. So I've already heard. You know, there's definitely been some moments where I know, like, I'll have put in songs and stuff like that, and much more clips of your style because that's what our conversation is. You know, welcoming. So soul glow. Here we go. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul feel it all so silky smooth. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul glow. Nice. So I can't do it. So close. But Soul Glow is one of the things that makes this film great because it's what an in-depth world here. Daryl, uh, Eric LaSalle, I think his name is. Yes. I know him from ER. From ER. <laughs> he plays the boyfriend, and he's he only rich because of his father's. Yeah, the Soul Empire. Glow Empire, yeah. which is just Jerry Curl. The Jerry Curl was popular back then, but I love how they mock it. The great scene in the house where the grandma has it. Yeah, both his parents, parents have the grandma. Yeah, and there's wet. Jerry the Curl oil. oils on the, <laughs> on the, on the, on the couches. Uh. That's great. And then obviously, as well as like, uh, you know, Akeem going in and wanting that hair. Oh, the haircut, yeah. And just you like doing the barbershop. Nat- naturally, like Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. King. Uh, and then there's the billboard for it. It's just a great unifying, you know, great world building. Yeah, I, I, at one point I owned a Soul Glow shirt. Like in college, I thought oh. it was like, like you know, and I got so many compliments on that. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, so glow. It's just uh, it's so cool that this world is so cool. The other scene again, back to back to the uh, the whole barber guys and the multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Their boxing debate is just amazing. If like of all the scenes, that one was like, <laughs> it's like his mama call him Clay, I'm gonna call him Clay. It's like his name is Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. This is America <laughs> with religious freedom. <laughs> uh, do you think that movie inspired the movie Barbershop? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, no, I think just barbershops in general did. Yeah, inspired but, but barbershops. <laughs> as, as a white American. Yes, exactly. Man, Please tell me. Are you offended by Eddie Murphy's white face in this film? <laughs> no, well, no, but I'm also, I'm not Jewish. I'm not a. I'm not a well, Jew- never says he's Jewish. Okay. <laughs> but, but I think it's implied. Yeah, it's implied. Um. So I am not offended, but uh, since I'm I'm not a chosen one, I, I like I also you know 
can't speak for them as far as offense. But I know that John Landis was okay with it because he said, like, oh, this is, like, retribution for all the Jewish comedians doing blackface in the 20s and 30s. Hey, you know what? Like, that's a good point. That's the whole, like, not to get racial, yeah, but that's the whole thing where we talk about with, like, Native Americans. Yeah. Like, let them... They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Because, you know, woof. No, but, like, yeah, so that that's a very good point, John Landis. Yes. You know, and I don't, honestly, the makeup is so good mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like that. And it's a movie where he's playing all sorts of characters. All, yeah. And he's, well, that's, it's a movie that's making fun of everything. Like you said, they're making fun of the Jerry Curl. They're making fun of just even, like, the like fat, fast, the world of fast food. Yeah, and this is, like, this is a... a there's a lot of um, Africa versus African American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. Thing yeah, in this. Yeah. I mean, Daryl is. He's Daryl's like yeah, racist against yeah, against <laughs> African. The continent of Africa. You know, and again, it's it's a John Landis is not black, but Eddie Murphy's obviously. I consider Eddie Murphy equally the filmmaker of this film. Yeah. You know, did he write it? He wrote the story. Okay, he wrote the story. Yeah. It's definitely like his concepts. It's definitely his comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's. Could it be considered controversial there? Could it be... Could that be something that dates it? Maybe. But watching this again, I did not feel that way. No. You foodies out there, if you want to comment on Kyle's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, whatever. All all the good stuff. And watch this and feel like it's offensive, by all means, I'm not going to get on you, and I'm sure you have a great argument. But I did not find any of... I did not find the white face there offensive, and I did not find, you know... This movie was not offensive to me, I'll put it that way. No. So again, we could talk forever about this one, Kyle. So I mean, we, that, we, yeah, that's we'll just... talk about it on our own time. But... Yes. <laughs> we'll continue talking. <laughs> we about We won't our waste own time. any more of your food time because no. I know you prefer talking about food things. Yes. On here, and so that that brings up what. Uh... I'm not hungry anymore. It's not like you that much. Well, yeah, the big yeah. So <laughs> I think I have some fries left on my van. Um, the bottom of the bag fries. Oh, bottom of the bag. <laughs> Those are the best. This is uh, picking a random scene. I haven't come up with a. T- I was gonna say that's the title you <laughs> yeah. came up with for this segment. Famous food scene. Picking a random famous Pick- food scene out of my hand. I usually I'm supposed to have a hat. And by the way, guys, we're actually picking it. Yeah. I thought when you first announced this segment because you did pitch it on, I think it was the American Pie episode of High School Slumber Party, which has a food scene. I announced this on the final episode of PSL. Yeah, yeah, no, but you talked about this specific specific thing. You said you might get a chef's hat or something. Yes. And when you said it on, I guess it was part two of American Pie on High School Slumber Party. Mm -hmm. Like, again, there's there's kind of a food movie, but more of a food scene movie. Yes. Um, That that would be a random food scene that maybe... I was kind of thinking, like, podcast magic here. You might just, like, have pre-picked... No. A scene, but no, clearly not. I mean, I, I can attest, guys. There's, there's, I've got six right here. So, like, I have six clips. So, you know, you would random, you'll randomly. Pick. Yes, I'm actually picking a scene at random. So, yes. I have not seen this, this scene ahead of time. I might have seen it. I might not have. Yes. I will be picking. Oh, I'm supposed to pick now, or you'd like yes, to you'll, you'll, you'll out of my uh, cold dead hands. Well, you know, since, since, <laughs> since uh, coming to America, I had so many, we said, oh, there's so many high pitch. This is. Famous food scene. We should have kept the McDonald's bag, and I should have picked it out of that. Ah, and took it a fry instead. Yeah. Pretend we did that, guys. Yeah. Okay. Famous food scene. Okay. Okay. If you can read my handwriting. Twins. Nuke it. Nuke it. I haven't seen twins in like 
<laughs> ten years. I have it on like VHS. <laughs> but right now we'll uh, uh, cut to this clip and we'll be, and we'll be watching it as well. The secret to take out eggplant parmesan is extra cheese. Here we go. That much cheese? Oh yeah, more cheese the merrier. There you go. Now I I, I know you're probably used to growing your own vegetables and spearing fish on the lagoon, but here on the mainland we just nuke it. That's it. There we go. Feast your eyes. Dinner is served. Yummy. Yeah. <sighs> Through the lips, over the gums. Look what stomach here it comes, Tom. <laughs> Julius. Oh, I like nooked food. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, we said like that coming to America was great writing. I don't know if Twins is like great writing, but a great concept. Like, yeah. A... <laughs> Again, I'd have to see the whole film to yeah. like because I haven't seen it in so long. Twins but is just... actually referenced recently on High School Slumber Party because oh. uh, Edge of Seventeen. Definitely listen to that episode with Joey. Yes. The uh, in that film, um, she has an older brother who's like good looking and mm-hmm. popular, and like someone sees her at a party, like, oh, you're such and such younger sister. Yeah. And then they're just talking, like, oh, by the way, have you seen that movie Twins? And she's like, yeah, oh, Danny DeVito and yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, are brother and sister. And she's like, yeah, you and your brother kind of remind me of that. So <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, obviously, it's really I need to rewatch that movie. I definitely, I started watching, I think I watched a lot of it, but I must have, I think I was watching it on a plane and I fell asleep and missed the end. Yeah, never. Yeah, never. And I need to listen to your episode of that. Uh, but that's, well, then that's kind of perfect that you that you picked that one but this is so i mean you know it's a, it's a it's a food scene maybe it's not a famous food scene no, but it's, it's great. but it's great i mean the the eggplant parm uh just micro you know nuke it like, yeah i don't know if i could do that because i'm lactose intolerant and i love cheese you yes know that. so parmesan cheese is one of like the Oh really? It's one of the most like I rarely get it like on a pasta because okay. I love Parmesan cheese. The more cheese, the better. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> not for you. I mean, yes, yes. But I like fancy cheeses. We on our on our sojourn to Long Island, we recently yes. spent a lot of money on cheese. Yeah, which I, we didn't think we'd finish. Cheese we monger, like, and then we finished in like that was good cheese. Fifteen though. minutes. Oh, that was good cheese. <laughs> no, but uh, nuke it like that's. It's funny because it's I, very nineties, very nineties, and very believe it or not, Jersey. Danny DeVito is a, like a Jersey guy. Yeah. I don't know if he ad-libbed that, because I never said nuke it growing up. Like, that uh-huh. was not something that, like, I, until I started going to, like, meeting New Jersey kids. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever said, I was a, a very Jersey guy, I don't know if I've ever said nuke it. I know my one aunt says it. She yeah, I, I can think of particular people who, literally, if you they won't say microwave. Not yeah. they won't, like, for ethical reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but just their go-to I'm offended. Is like, yeah. <laughs> their go-to is like, yeah, I'll just nuke it at home. Just nuke it. It seems oh. like... I've said it. I've said it. I heard it's, my voice saying it. <laughs> it's honestly something that I've never... I've said it literally right uh-huh. now, but it's not... If I'm saying it, I'm imitating somebody. It's, that's not my go-to for a microwave, I don't think. Yeah. That, like, I just nuke it when you get home. I feel like I could do a whole episode just on this, because right now, I'm, like, my mind is just, like, the single man's dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like what... What... This isn't... I mean, this speed round, we're going to have a bunch of questions, but I'll ask this now, because it's not part of... What, did you have like a favorite microwavable meal, or do do you still? I mean, but that was definitely like kiss kids. Hmm, like. That's a good question. I'm surprised because I thought you don't usually like those kind of meals, or you, 
Hungry but, Man, but what was the, what was the kid, kid one that had like kid the penguins? Cuisine. Kid Cuisine, yeah. Uh, I was I, I don't like to curse on this podcast, but but fuck no? Kid Cuisine. Oh, I used to, I used to get so mad at Kid Cuisine as a child. Not no not the not the dish, delicious dish. Yeah, but that's a that's a penguin. That's not a child. Yeah, you know that always bothered me, and I know whatever it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> they may, you know, I'm not gonna hang out with that penguin just because he's got a backwards hat. What is this chicken boo? Like, <laughs> that's the, the, are you saying they're trying to make the penguin a kid? Yeah, and the, you know he had a backwards hat and like, yeah. a skateboard. Like, oh, I want to hang out with this penguin. It was a cool penguin. Forget that. Fuck kid cuisine. But I mean, I, I used to like those meals. Yeah. Did you properly take, like, the dessert thing out? Because you're supposed to take it out on some of them? No, I usually left it in. Yeah, right? And it would form like a weird hot gelatinous. <laughs> that, honestly, might have been like my first, as like, you know, like besides my mom possibly giving me like a snack that would have like created this combination, but me as a kid recognizing like the sweet and savory because then the mac and cheese would get on top of the yeah, brownie. No. And you have like a little bit of cheese and a little bit of chocolate and you're like, why is this good? This should yeah, be horrible. It's yellow and brown. We're good. We're good. You know, like, we're one side and we're the other side. Yeah. You know, I haven't had like a TV dinner though in a very long time. Yeah. Like a Hungry Man Salisbury steak. Oh, Salisbury <laughs> steak. <laughs> Which always makes me think of... Uh, uh, Chet the Rocket from Rookie of the Year because on the airplane he gets a oh a yeah <laughs> steak. I feel like it's a big moment growing up and this is so like 90s though a big moment growing up when you go from like the kid cuisine styles mm-hmm. to like the hungry man you know oh yeah that's that's the non-Jewish like bar mitzvah the... <laughs> there's a there needs to be a restaurant if there's not already that replicates TV dinners but makes them like really good, you know. Whoa. It's like served like that. Yeah, like you know, like and, you take the, and you take the plastic off. Yeah, like right, yeah, right before they bring it out, they put some they, like, saran yeah, wrap off. On, they, or something. They, they make like you know cuisine you could sniff, yeah, like molecular gastronomy. You know, <laughs> like they they can make that. Like they just seal yeah. it on quick. You open it up, you know, you go like that, and yeah. you, you know, you, eat you just off. like a colorful spoon or something. That needs to happen. <laughs> that, that needs to happen. That needs to happen. That's our. McDowell. <laughs> I love that Arnold like is kind of like the kid it. in this scene because he's even. I, I noticed uh, that he's drinking milk, and uh, Danny DeVito's drinking beer. So that was just kind of a fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I have to see twins again. Uh, twins is always to me associated with Junior. Yeah. Is there another DeVito Schwarzenegger film, or is just there like should two? be? They need to. They're, well, they're, for a while they were thinking about making. Like twins again, and Eddie Murphy was gonna be in it. Really? Yeah, the Eddie Murphy was gonna be a, their long lost brother. Oh, another yeah. twin, and Eddie Murphy was the third. Yeah, had the triplets. I guess it was gonna be called triplets. Triplets. Yeah. <laughs> that w- wow, wow. This was perfect. Yep. This is a this is a good random scene by Shh. yeah. Don't say it, cause then people, you know, if you don't say, it, people think that you're just that good. Yeah. No, no. but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Serendipity. So, th- so there's a lightning round of things. Or? It's a. I, again, I, I need to come up with better. Maybe, maybe we'll do that'll that'll be a vote for uh, you guys. Can write down what you think I should call my segments. I don't have proper names <laughs> for because this is a speed round. When I say speed round, I just mean don't put a lot of like thought gotcha. and you know. Is this the speed round? Are we in it yet? We're not in it. Oh, okay, I'm about I did to, put yeah. a lot of thought. Into uh, but th- th- you know, not a lot of thought into the answers or just. 
you know, just quick, quick, quick. I can imagine the first episode. gut instincts. I can imagine the first. Maybe that's what it should be because gut, gut instincts. Yeah. Oh, duh. There you go. There we go. Write it down. All gut right, guys. Instincts. You don't have to. Yeah. Gut instincts. Foodie film history, right here. Yeah. Gut instincts. I was gonna say I could imagine the early episodes of The Price Is Right and Bob Barker explaining things along to the guests, yeah. like you know. So I don't know what to call this segment, but <laughs> we'll just you know guess the price. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and if the price is right. They didn't have a name for the yeah. show yet. It's just called... It's uh, just called uh, gut Instincts. It's gut check time. <laughs> Favorite fast food. Not McDowell's. So it has to be a real place. Favorite fast food? Ugh, that's Establishment. Tough. Yeah, No, I know that. <laughs> not, not, not Kizzy. Chicken Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Wendy's of the regular ones. Because... I know we're not supposed to think too in depth, but we're not counting like Five Guys and stuff like that. We're, we're no, just, like like the your basics. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe White Castle. P- I don't know. Pizza no, Hut, not really. Domino's. Yes, but no, I can't count the local pizza shop down down the corner. No, you know. So I'm gonna say Wendy's if I have to go to Wendy's. one. They they give you like baked potatoes and stuff. And, they do. And chili. Like, did you do you dunk the fries into the frosty? Um, lactose intolerant again. Oh, yeah. I can't eat yeah. too much of the frosty, unfortunately. <laughs> but the frosty is delicious. Yeah, the frosted dairy. Dessert. That's the early sweet and savory. Like yeah, for sure. So I'll say Wendy's. I'm I'm sure when this podcast ends, I'm like, no, Brian, it's really this one. But I'll say Wendy's. You can answer for both uh, beer or cocktail, but go to drink. Hmm. You know, I'm really into sours, but if it's a beer, I'll always take a a saison. A sour, mm-hmm. and I do like colches, but I like I prefer like a cologne colch, like an, an actual colch. Uh, in terms of cocktail, Moscow Mule is my go-to. I was drinking them before they were cool. You know that. In the in the copper. In the How copper. How pissed mug. off are you when there's not a copper? Mug? I get pretty pissed off. Okay. I forgive it if it's like a take on the Moscow Mule. Yes. It's something else, and that that's fine. But if you make a traditional Moscow Mule, it needs I need to that be. chilled copper mug. That's my go-to. Favorite childhood snack. Favorite childhood snack. Hmm. Uh, so, lots of stuff. I think I'm gonna go Ego Minis. Remember Ego Minis? Yeah. Let's put all kinds of stuff on that. Like you know, well, not all kinds, <laughs> but like syrup, obviously butter, syrup, butter yogurt. Yeah. yeah. You know, all fun stuff. So I'm gonna go Ego Minis. Ego Minis, nice. The waffles the size of your mouth. Sweet or savory? Savory, for sure. Savory. Don't have a big sweet tooth. Favorite food city? Uh, domestic and foreign. Favorite food city. Domestic New Orleans, hands down. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Lots of great food cities. I'm not just saying that, but but New Orleans, that's like a food world. Yeah. It feels like it's not domestic because the food is so different and so amazing. It has the most, out of, in America, it's, it has the most distinct cuisine. For sure. I mean, there are tons of great food cities. Yeah. You know, just plenty. Miami, the Texas city. Austin, San Francisco, Chicago. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Chicago, great food city. Charleston. Char- yes, but. New Orleans, hands down, best food food city in America. Mm-hmm. Again, New York, great food city too, but New Orleans. Then. Yes, that's it. And then oh, foreign, 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 foreign. Favorite foreign food city. You know, I'm a big Spain guy. Yes, love Spain. Um, that's tough though. It is. Which Spanish city? You're getting different things. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with San Sebastian Ooh. in the Basque Country because you get. Your pinchos, which are tapas, mm-hmm. but also some great Michelin-starred restaurants. Uh, it's a nice balance there, but I could have easily said Barcelona. I could have said Madrid. I could have said Seville. Um, that foreign cuisine. So any city in Spain, but today I, I will say San Sebastián. Then favorite cuisine? 
if that was kind of answered. Uh, I think I said that. No, I didn't. I was just thinking it before. Favorite cuisine? Tough one. I mean, no, because I do like Dominican food. Yes. I like Mexican food. Um, Cuban food, really, really love. American Cuban food? I've never been to Cuba, so I don't know. Okay. You know? Yeah. So that to answer that question, yes, American Cuban <laughs> food. Because my or country, Cuban American, I should say. Cuban American food, American Cuban food, whatever. Yeah. That has to be there. If we want to go domestic, foreign, then Cuban American food. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that Cuban bread. Anything you put on that Cuban bread is amazing. And as I mentioned, I love food from Spain. So those would be my two big ones. Though Mexican food, amazing. Guilty pleasure food. Guilty pleasure food. Huh. That's tough because I no, I don't get guilty, you know. Okay. Uh, on a film set or anything like that, you know where to find me at the craft table. <laughs> I love snacks. I love mm-hmm. snacks, you know. Guilty food. I mean, define a guilty pleasure food. Like, what do you mean? Um, I guess like oh, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I could see that, but not really. Like Chef Boyardee. So I I'm kind of prone to migraines. Mm-hmm. Chef Boyardee is one of my migraine triggers. Oh, might me liking it. I think it's the high sodium. concentration of sodium. Yeah, exactly. Um, guilty pleasure food. I'm sure there's a weird mi- combinations. Maybe you know, there's made. a million things. Yeah. I I love condiments. If you want to count condiments, okay. I've been known to swig a condiment straight. Like <laughs> that's really funny because the next question literally is favorite condiment. Ooh, tough. You know, I'm not one. Of, I'm not gonna say ketchup because that's stupid. Yeah. But I'm not one of these people who is anti-ketchup. No. I actually think ketchup is a great thing. Do you like the T-shirt that says "I put ketchup on my ketchup"? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a creative T-shirt. <laughs> Favorite condiment? That's tough because I could go like, oh yeah, I'm really smart, and I'm, you know, I'm yeah. putting this on. But, oh, that's a tough one. Is syrup even a condiment? Do you count syrup as a condiment? Yeah, it's a it's breakfast. Not, it's condiment. not a to- yeah, it's a breakfast. Oh, topping and condiment. What's the difference? I think s- solid versus liquid. Yeah, right. That would be the so difference. Syrup, Hershey syrup, like a chocolate syrup, is also. A condiment. I love hot sauce, but I'm not one of these hot sauce nuts who not like, like a, the hottest hot the sriracha. Sauce. Also. Yeah, I don't need like the little sriracha keychain. <laughs> That's not me. So favorite um, condiment. See, there's sauces too, and I don't know if that counts. Like mar- marinara sauces. Love marinara sauce. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's it, a condiment. No, it's not you a know? condiment. Yeah. Like chimichurri sauce, like with like yuca fries, yeah. you know. But like a chipotle mayo. That's a condiment. chipotle mayo might be there. Yeah, chipotle. It might be chipotle mayo. Mayo in general is great. Russian. Russian. I do like Russian dressing. Isn't that a dressing? It's a yeah. Ah, this is a tough question. You know, <sighs> is dressing a con- honey mustard? Ran- a lot of people are going to say ranch on this. Ranch is very popular. Yeah. Can't eat too much ranch, unfortunately. But I do love <laughs> ranch. Um. Mike, our friend Mike will say barbecue sauce. Whew, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I have to look in my fridge. <laughs> but I'm going to say chipotle mayo. Chipotle Thank mayo. You for me that okay. Yeah. Uh, be- oh, wait, wait, wait. oh, that's a sauce. Ooh. Never mind. Okay. Well, what's your favorite sauce? Let's, let's... The, the sauce and the patata bravas. Yeah. You know, bravas sauce. Yeah. That has to be, that's definitely my top five sauces. You, you know, I, I like aioli too. We were talking about mayos. I love marinara sauce. If you want to tell me like a, like a yeah. peasant sauce, that, that's amazing. I could drink marinara sauce straight. In a past life, I was a saucier <laughs> in San Antonio. So, okay. So then if we're going to say that Brava sauce, just count it. Okay. okay. Prior to the uh, Big Mac last meal. The last thing, you, the last thing mm. you ate. I'm sorry. The last thing I ate. Yesterday I was at a friend's house and they grilled uh, some eggplant on the Ooh. grill. And that, that was pretty good, but also some very good sausages. Sausages... 
delicious. You know, I don't even know what kind of sausage it was, but that's the last. That's the last meal I ate, besides for the Big Mac. Yes, and so then, uh, and then, what would be your last meal? Uh, The the person my mother is seeing. That's like his go to question when he like meets really. Yeah, when he meets like a new person, and I I'll have to have him on. (laughs) (laughs) I always struggle with thinking of what my last meal would be. Because I get too, like, practical. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be, you know, hanged right there. Yeah. Like, like a cake with a file in it or something. <laughs> you know, to, try to, to try to escape prison. But my last meal, I, I guess an assortment of Spanish tapas would mm. be nice. Yeah. Um, I almost think, like, mm, if I'm in prison in Italy, what would my last <laughs> meal be there? You know, I like a good manicotti, maybe. But... But assortment of tapas, like and traditional tapas. Yeah, you wouldn't have to be worried about being uncomfortable from a lot of cheese. Sorry. Right? <laughs> Very true. I would. I would probably have a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese, just or, like you know, one of my favorite foods, oysters. Oh. I would have a tray of all different kinds of oysters. So maybe some fried world. oysters with a good parmesan on top. Yes. Right. The fried oysters from uh, what's the place in New Acme? Orleans? Acme. Yeah. That'll definitely be on there. But also raw oysters. Uh, you know, I, I outshucked you and everyone else this weekend. Yeah. Well, last weekend. You know, we'll have to post that video. Fine, yes. Post yeah. the video of uh, how good of a shucker I am. Yes. <laughs> eat in or eat out? great. Oh, food. Okay. Oh, food. Um, <laughs> eat in or eat out? Yeah. Eat out. Eat, eat out. out. Honestly, yeah. I wish I was a good enough cook where I could say eat in. I saw some people put... You, you've made some Dominican breakfast, right? Yes. You've seen yes, that's I love Dominican breakfast. Yeah. I, I mean, but... Eat out. I can admit other people do it better than me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't like. I live in an apartment. I don't have a dining room. Yeah. So like, me, it's me eating on the couch. <laughs> Spirit food. Spirit food. Yeah, we're getting we're getting agey with this. We're getting like <laughs> new age. New age. Spirit food. Like, what food most represents me? Yes. I think another person should call that, not me. What spirit food? Like for me, I would say like an artisanal sandwich. Like I'm, I'm fancy, but I'm for everybody. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say for me then? Um, I would, I, like, I'm not saying this because you just like mentioned this as a as a food, but I would say oysters up there. Oysters. So I'm an yeah, aphrodisiac. You're tough to crack. Tough yeah. to crack. Well, yeah, but once, you but know. also a natural yeah. aphrodisiac. Once you get to yeah. know me, and you just and in <laughs> your and like, and you, you need to be like chewed, not just slurped down. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. Not everyone likes me. Yeah. A lot of people don't yeah. like my consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once once you get into me, you yeah. can't get enough of me. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, don't we'll eat say oysters. after you're out in the sun too long. Yes. <laughs> oysters. Long, long Island, Bayman, reach yeah. into the, sh- uh, you know, the sh- shallow waters and catch me. You know, no, I don't know. <laughs> and then this is... The, I clean up water. That That's the... the this one can be, a, I mean... A, a longer answered question, and this is the end of the uh, gut instincts. Greatest lesson you've learned in food? Easy one, and I'm going to say this again if we if we do our other project, but mm-hmm. something my father taught me. And it's true in life as it is at weddings. Eat everything you can at the cocktail hour because you don't know what the dinner is going to be like. That's, that's the best. That's so the best true. Right so, true. so true. I mean, both of I, we've only been at one cocktail hour together, but both you and I know that that is such, I mean, cocktail hours are the best. The next one we'll be at, I'll be a best man of a wedding. 
So, so you might not get as much cocktail fully, hour. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. No. <laughs> as a like the third in command of that wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. At least I don't know who's third in command because I guess father of the bride usually gets it. Yeah, the one that's also helping finance. No, but then I'll just bop him over the head or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. That's obviously this. Uh, this means a lot as being, you know, old friends and former uh, podcast, you know, co-hosts. And this is like Simon and Garfunkel reuniting in Central Park ah. for to save something. I don't know. Who's who's who? Um, I don't know because it's offensive if one of us. Obviously, the better person has to be Paul Simon. Oh, really? Yeah, because come on, Paul Simon had a career. No offense, Art Garfunkel. <laughs> he didn't know. Every Garfunkel's the. Everyone knows he's the the oats as much as I love oats. Yeah, I'd yeah. say I'm the Garfunkel then. No, no. Yeah, because I feel like I always say this: when I get a haircut, mm-hmm. I always transform from Garfunkel into Simon. To Simon, because I do get the Garfunkel hair, and then I have to Simon it up. But regardless, <laughs> regardless. Sorry, I ruined your special moment. No, 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 no. That was that made it more special. Uh, where can people? We've mentioned your podcast, which is High School Slumber Party. And that's obviously on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. But um, tell, I mean, tell, tell tell people a little bit more about it and what you've done. So this high part. school slumber party. Yeah. Um, it's silly name, but it's a fun podcast. I mean, I have fun doing it. We just do high school films. Yeah. And not films that I saw as a high schooler. Yeah. As, as one person thought recently, but films that take place in high school. High school was an awkward time for a lot of people, and if mm-hmm. it wasn't an awkward time for you and you peaked in high school then probably sorry now yes <laughs> but uh, and there's just so many great films and so many genres we explore yeah and as you know we also go into our guests high school experience similar to this show going into the food experience and it's always fun to see how people were in high school and how people are today i'm having a blast doing that and that show comes out on cageclub.me and itunes and all the other places you can get podcasts but every friday I love your format. You're having so much fun with it, and uh, you're putting a lot of like quick clips into it, and a lot of pop culture references. It's just it's what I, I mean, most of our conversations are anyway. And it's very different than if you guys are used to hearing us on PSL of Hoffman. It's very different in a sense that PSL of Hoffman. What's the opposite of stylized? Bland. No, 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 no. no. I mean, like it was very. Um, natural in terms of it just me and you talking, you know. Yeah. High school slumber party is very stylized. Yes. And that's it's not a plus or a minus. It's just very, it just it's just different in that respect because I feel like the subject matter is less serious more often than not. Well, yeah, like and like it definitely get to cover that many more genres. Yeah, I'm a grown and... man talking about high school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's definitely not a highbrow podcast, mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot of fun. You're on a bunch of episodes. Like I mentioned, you were on the first episode with. Mike Manzi, yeah, which two, is... two episodes so far, we were split into two parts. So. Yes, because we talk for way too long. <laughs> as you guys still with us can tell. Yes. No, and, and American Pie as well. That yeah. was that was a fun one. But And you'll be on again for a bunch of other stuff. And we're very different in that respect. Or I don't necessarily want you guys to follow me on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever. You can if you want to, but it's going to be... Well, follow the podcast. You follow the podcast, yeah, follow exactly. The podcast. High School Slumber Party. HS Slumber Party. Just look for look for us on all social media platforms, not MySpace or or Tinder or anything like that. But 
Facebook, Instagram, yes. Twitter. Twitter. So it's it's HS Slumber Party for all of that. I think if you, I'm actually, I think it's at HS Slumber Party. But if you okay. type in High School Slumber Party, okay, you'll get there too. It's not like it's a gotcha. common name or anything. And it's High School Slumber Party on Facebook, and on Instagram, it's either HS Slumber Party or High School Slumber Party. But you'll see it there. And I also post a lot of cool things about high school films because they're still making high school films. This is not going to be a podcast that I'm going to cover every high school film because that'll be impossible. I'll be doing this yeah. the rest of my life because every year they come out with not 52 high school films, but at least 10 or 15. Yeah. Especially with Netflix now. Oh, yeah. Now with all those, the, with the with Amazon and Netflix and yeah, Hulu and... Exactly. Yeah. So there's not too many food high school crossovers. Like you said, there's scenes, but it's not like mm-hmm. cooking high school or something, you know? Yeah. There might be one that I stumble upon eventually where we could do a crossover, but I really... Like a high schooler that likes to cook. Yeah, or like a high schooler. It should be a baking class. Yeah, like I was going to say like a home ec class and like that's the the plot of it all. Or or like a bake sale movie. I don't know. (laughs) I I joined Italian Club because of Mary Colmeyer in high school. I'm sorry. Wow, your name dropping. I should, I should have. I should have said that on high school slumber. The next high school slumber party. But I, I said. But it was most of the Italian club was like Italian class students, but I was taking Spanish class. And so then the Italian teacher was like, "Why do you want to join?" I'm like, "Oh, I want to feel closer to my Italian grandmother." <laughs> but I wanted. To, I wanted to feel closer to Mary Colmeyer. And we made cannolis together one time. The end. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and you can find us again on CageClub.me. That's CageClub.me. Uh, Foodie Films Podcast on Instagram, Twitter handle at Foodie underscore Films. Someone already had, or for Instagram, someone already had Foodie Films. Is the really? Name. Yeah. So there was another Foodie Films. Like not a podcast, but someone has Foodie Foodie Films. Yeah, as like their. Huh. Instagram name. So again, the uh, uh, Instagram is Foodie Film Podcast. Twitter is Foodie underscore Films, uh, and then iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. And Brian, I we, we took us a little while to figure out a uh, a closing, but I liked it so much for PSL of Hoffman with the Stay on Cool and this again. I, not people. I'm not smart. I'm not trying. To, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't bring up things to pay off again. But this is something that my Italian grandmother says a lot when she makes a meal and there's and she says there's more to cut and I feel like that's just like a great almost like life lesson. That would be one of maybe my answer. The greatest lesson you've learned in food. There's more to cut. Uh, so Brian, if you could say that for the foodie fans out there. Really quickly, have yes. you seen this show Mo Rocca does, his cooking show? I No, I still need to see it. One of my favorite shows of all yeah. time. What is it? My Grandmother's my grandmother's Ravioli. Mm-hmm. Such a such a good show. Again, you need to see that show. But it, it, you saying that reminds me of that, because that's how he kind of ends his show. Oh, all right. So, well, I haven't seen it, so I definitely haven't. So what's the line again? There's more to cut. There's more to cut. I just say? Yeah, just however you want to say it. You want to say it like no, I'm not. Joe Louis. No, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it to say it like your Italian grandmother, and I'm not. I don't no. know. You know, I'm not going to insult your Italian grandmother, but there's more to cut. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on cool, Hoffman. <laughs> Stay on cool. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to.